Sit Still with Sierra is all about helping you, the listener, become a more introspective, self-aware version of you. I'm your host, Sierra Lyons, and thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Welcome back. If you've been here before and if you haven't, welcome. I hope that you enjoy your stay and I hope that this is a very good first impression if this is your first time listening. My name is Sierra Lyons. I am 21 years old for about two more weeks, actually less than two weeks now. Um, Yep, I have a birthday coming up and I am close to graduating this summer. I am an avid reader, which is perfect for this episode. I love biking. I love cooking. Um, Nobody asked me my hobbies, but I just gave that to you for free. Um, And so yeah, that's a little bit about me. If you are unfamiliar, I am so excited for this episode because this book review that I'm doing, this book actually inspired me last May to start this podcast that you're listening to right now. So if it hadn't been for me reading this book, then I would have never, you know, ventured into the journey and I won't say I I would have never, but it definitely gave me the courage to go after it and just do it. I am a journalist, and so podcasts are something that I really love, and I love audio journalism. So it's something that I've wanted to do for a while, but again, this book definitely gave me the courage that I needed to actually go after it and finally do it and stop worrying about all the ins and outs and worrying about it being perfect. Um, And so, yeah, I have this book to thank, and I have my sister Kendra to thank as well because she is the one who recommended this book to me. So if you are unfamiliar um, with what's going on with the podcast right now, I am doing a series called um, Living a Creative Life series. And basically it's to dive deep into our hobbies, our passions, and to really tap into that creative side that we all have and we all possess. And so I wanted to really spend a few episodes talking about this subject because if you are unfamiliar, Sit Still with Sierra is all about helping you become a more self-aware and introspective version of you. And so your passions and the things that make you feel, you know, creatively energized, that is a big part of, um, it's a big part of who you are. And so I wanted to focus on that for this series. Um, I believe I'll do one more episode for this series and then I'll wrap it up. But I couldn't let this series go by without talking about the book big magic. So if you missed last episode, episode 22, make sure you go back and listen to that because that is the first episode of this series. And before I dive deep into talking about the book, if you aren't already following the podcast on Instagram, make sure you do that at Sit Still with Sierra. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can leave me a rating, leave me a review, let me know how you enjoy because I really do look at those and I really would appreciate the feedback. And so if you are interested in doing that, please do so. So without further ado, let's just dive right into talking about this book because like I said, this book gave me the courage that I, it gave me the push I needed um, to finally take the leap and do it. And so I remember very clearly, um, I I went to the beach by myself because it was in the middle of It was like the very beginning of quarantine or nearly the beginning. Um, And I remember sitting on the beach away from, there's literally no one out there, but like away from the few people that were there. 
and sitting and reading this book and just immediately so many um, light bulbs went off and so many things caught my eye about what she was saying and so I don't want to of course spoil it and it's not really a book you spoil it's not you know like a novel where or like a mystery or something like that it's more it's um it's more of an anecdotal autobiographical self-help book that's how I would uh, describe it and so there's not really a way to spoil it but I definitely recommend that you read it for yourself um, beyond these you know few bullet points that I'm gonna hit because it really did help me and there are of course things in the book that will stand out to you that didn't necessarily stand out to me and vice versa so I recommend reading it yourself um, but I did want to highlight a few things that really helped me once again and gave me the courage I needed. So like I said, I was sitting on the beach um, reading this and the way that she... First, let's back up. The author is Elizabeth Gilbert and Elizabeth Gilbert is best known for her New York Times bestselling book, Eat, Pray, Love. And it, um, was, it was also made into a movie... Um, I don't know what year, but I just watched it for the first time. Me and my friend, we did like a Netflix watch party and we watched it about a month ago. Typically, if a movie is adapted from a book, I, I always want to read the book first. Um, well, not always, but sometimes. But I wanted to read this book first, but I also wanted to do the watch party with my friend, so I didn't end up reading Eat, Pray, Love first. But it was a beautiful movie, and even though I already know what happens, I definitely still want to go back and read the book. But needless to say, she's an incredible author, um, you know, whether it's fiction or autobiographical or self-help or whatever the case may be, she is just a prolific writer. She is so captivating. It's not a boring self-help book where you feel like it's all repetitive and you feel like, you know, it's generic information. She definitely uses personal anecdotes and she personally, and because she's such a great writer, she's not just, um, you know, like a person who decided to write a self-help book or just a person that, you know, like had a ghostwriter or something like that. Because she's such a great writer, it comes off extremely genuine and she's really just taking you through the progression of her life and showing you moments where she, you know, um, didn't allow fear to stop her from living out her passions or doing things that she enjoyed. So that is why this book captivated me personally so much um, because it was, again, it was very vulnerable and transparent. She used personal anecdotes to explain everything and so it made it a lot more enjoyable to um, read because I could kind of compare some of her personal stories to things that maybe were similar in my life and so I really enjoyed that aspect of it. And like I said, it wasn't repetitive. Um, I don't like when self-help books or nonfiction books seem to be repetitive just to like fill up page numbers when it could have ended. Um, this was definitely different information, different stories. And like I said, it took you through the progression of her life. So the book starts out when she, you know, talks about her life when she was a child and when she first was such like a scary, like a, a, such a fearful child. And so then you see the, um, the journey continue as she gets older and how she lets go, um, or she learns to control her fear to allow her to be a creative being. And so, yeah, again, clearly I highly recommend this book since I'm doing a whole book review on it, but that is a little bit about Elizabeth Gilbert and kind of the framework of the book. So I'm just going to give you a few key takeaways that I enjoyed um, and that really stood out to me. And then again, like I said, I encourage you to read it for yourself. But one of the main 
things that she points out in the book repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. And she talks about letting your fears coexist with your passions. And I thought this was a really unique way and a really unique perspective because I feel like a lot of times when we talk about fear or when I've heard other people talk about fear, it's usually um, a very cut and dry like don't be afraid or don't be scared and the reality is is that while you hope to not be afraid or while you hope to not be scared fear is something that strikes every human being not necessarily 24 7 but it's something that exists um fear is necessary in a way as a protective mechanism if we weren't afraid of anything we would probably you know, run into danger quite often or put ourselves in harmful situations unknowingly because you wouldn't have that thing inside of us that tells us, oh, don't jump off that. That will hurt you. Um, don't run into traffic. That will probably kill you. And so um, fear is a protective mechanism in some regard. But the thing is, is not letting it take over your life and not allowing fear to um, cause you to diminish who you are and keep you from doing things that you love and so that was the premise of of one of her main points in the book is letting your fears coexist with your passions and so she's not saying in the book to never be afraid because she's well aware that that is just not really realistic (laughs) that's not really the case fear exists fear strikes us at times but what she the point that she was driving home was rather to try and eliminate fear 100 percent allow it to coexist with your passions and still do it anyway. So basically, she's not saying, oh, you know, in order to live out your passions, you have to completely eliminate fear. She's saying, no, fear is still going to be there. Allow it to be there, whether it's in the back of your mind or whether it comes up every now and then, but don't let that cripple you or don't let that stop you from doing what you're passionate about or doing what brings you joy. And so basically... Um, you know, through using her personal stories and just personal tips, she kind of gives you tips on how to control fear when it comes to doing things. And so the perfect example that I can think of would be me starting this podcast. And so, of course, fear likes to come up and say, well, nobody's going to, what if nobody listens? What if no one follows the Instagram page? What if nobody really cares what you have to say? And there's all these what ifs and all these, you know, what aboutisms and all of these questions that fear kind of whispers in your ear when you're thinking of doing things and when you're thinking of, you know, your passions or hobbies or living creatively. And the thing is that, yeah, those things are there, but you got to flip it around. You got to literally flip the question and be like, what if people do listen? What if people do follow the Instagram page? What if people do care about what I have to say? There's always this what if, because I think that Um, the fear of the future is something that a lot of people struggle with because we're human beings and we want to know. We want to know what's next. We want to have the answer to something before we do it so we don't make a fool of ourselves. But the reality is, is that we can't see into the future. We don't know what the future holds, but we can't let that keep us from trying things and doing things because there is a possibility that it might not have the outcome that you want. You have to give yourself the freedom and the leeway to say, you know what, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I know it's something that I really enjoy doing. And I'm not going to let the possibility of it not blowing up, or I'm not going to let the possibility of, 
um, you know, it coming out the way that I expected, keeping me from even trying in the first place. So this was super foundational, like I said, to the whole book. This was something that she reiterated. This was something that she told multiple stories and gave, you know, multiple examples um, to back up her point. And I really thought that this was... Um, like I said, it was a unique perspective and the way that she put it so eloquently I hadn't heard before, the way that she described it. Of course, I've, you know, heard about people talking about fear and not letting it control you, but like I said, she is just a prolific writer and so it's like something just new clicked in my brain when I was reading her words and reading her put it in the way that she did. So, you know, she can articulate it or she can write it better than I can articulate it because it's her words. So I do encourage you to read it yourself, but that was a very huge huge part of the book and that really stood out to me that's something that I have to tell myself still even now I'm like I'm afraid to apply to this job I'm afraid to go to this place I'm afraid to you know meet new people and then I have to say you know what I have a great work ethic I have a great personality I have great interests so what if it actually ends up working out well and as opposed to allowing fear to dictate um, what I do. And instead of listening to fear that says, well, what if they don't like you? Or what if they don't give you the job? Or what if you don't excel in this area? So this is something that even outside of like just starting the podcast, something that I've definitely applied to different spaces of my life. Now, the next thing that I want to talk about that she um, constantly re well, I wouldn't say she constantly reiterated this, but it was something that she mentioned more than once. Um, she had a couple chapters devoted to this subject matter, which was keeping your day job while you, you know, tend to your creative endeavors and while you tend to your passions. And so basically the premise of this point was that if you have a passion for something or if you enjoy doing something or you have a hobby, and this kind of goes back to what I mentioned in the first in the first part of the series, episode 22, is that we live in a time and we we live in a space with digital age where everything has to be a hustle, everything has to make money. You're not allowed to have hobbies anymore just for leisure pleasure. You have to have hobbies that bring you money and you have to have hobbies that make you blow up on Instagram. And you have to basically at all times have money coming in and fueling into your bank account from your creative um, passions or from your hobbies. And so what she was, her counter argument to that whole view that our society and culture has nowadays is basically that you're not necessarily going to blow your, your creative project, no matter what it is, whether it's painting or if it's designing jewelry or if it's having a podcast or if it's writing poetry or whatever the case may be. She said that, you know, she's very realistic in the whole book. And the thing is, is that you're not necessarily going to have every project you do or everything that you do, it's not going to necessarily blow up. It's not necessarily going to gain thousands of supporters or bring in hundreds of thousands of dollars. The likelihood, and that's not to burst anyone's bubble, if that's what you really want and if this, that's what you really work hard at, I believe it can happen. Um, but let's also be realistic. Sometimes even when you work super hard, sometimes you don't always get the recognition or you may not get the money or you may not get X, Y, and Z. You know, so many people have creative outlets and so many people do things and have products and not every single person blows up. That's just the reality of it. But what she's saying is don't let that be the... Don't let that dictate whether or not you 
pursue your passions or have your creative outlets. Keep your day job while you tend to your creative passions after work or before work or on the weekends or on holiday breaks. She's basically saying that no, you may not blow up and this may not become your main source of income and this may not be your primary job, but are you going to allow that to, are you going to let your dreams and your passions and your hobbies die just because other people don't give you the recognition or because it doesn't make you money? If you like doing something, then do it. And whether 10 people are interactive with it or 100 or whether you make five bucks off of it or 500 if it's something you like to do then it's something you like to do and so this is really important because I feel like it's backwards now a lot of days instead of people picking things and hobbies that they actually enjoy and then maybe down the line it makes them money or gives them a platform it's the other way first they're like okay let me think of what can make me money and then maybe I'll grow to like it or maybe I'll grow to be passionate about it what can give me a lot of followers on TikTok or what can give me a lot of followers on Instagram and then maybe I'll like it but maybe I won't but I'll have the followers and I'll have the platform and so that is a very, very quick way to burn out <laughs> because if you're not passionate about something you're actually doing, if it's not something that actually brings you joy and brings spark and wonder to you, then it's going to be a it's going to be a chore to do it or it's going to be a drag to do it and it's going to feel more obligatory than it does enjoyable. And so my hope and my prayer is that you really tap into the things that you actually enjoy doing, whether it makes you money or not. I really hope you tap into things that you like doing because it makes you happy and it gives you the breather that you need when you get off of off of work or when you check out of school. And that's really important. That's really important to have things outside of those spaces. Um, I talked about this a little bit last episode, but I just want to say, you know, we, this type of society we live in, and, you know, you can have your debates about capitalism versus socialism on a different podcast, but I'll say this. We work ourselves and other people work us like machines and it's time that we realize that we're human beings we're multifaceted and your job title and clocking in for your nine to five or clocking in for your business or going to school for eight hours is not the totality of your life there are so many other parts of your life to explore so please don't allow a job or a school or some form of educational pursuit Keep up all of your time and dictate everything that you do because there are so many other parts of life to enjoy. There's food, there's there's friendships, there's hobbies, there's culture, there's so many things that you can just be a part of and engage in that isn't working and isn't laborious. We need rest. And this goes back to a different episode where I talked about needing rest, but we need rest. And when you tap into your hobbies and your passions and you fuel those creative um endeavors that is a form of giving you rest because you're not thinking about oh I have to send this email for work or you're not thinking about oh my god I have to do this assignment you're just doing something that you enjoy that's it you're just doing something that you enjoy and it comes across genuinely and it it's enjoyable for you when you actually do things that you enjoy so that is the second the second point um and I really hope that you tap into something that you enjoy doing, not because it gives you money, not because it gives you status or a platform, but because you just really like doing it. 
Okay, and one more takeaway, one more bullet point from the book that I want to highlight in the book. Now, the, the book is titled Big Magic because she believes that creativity is like a, a magical and magic process. And while I don't necessarily, that's not how I would necessarily describe it. We have different, you know, foundational beliefs about creation and the world and things of that nature. I can still take, you know, knowledge from this book, even though I may not necessarily agree with her on certain things. I can, you know, I am, I'm mature enough to not write off the book um, as being a bad book just because there are things that we don't agree with foundationally. So I wouldn't necessarily describe the creative process as magic or magical. That's just not how I would, but that's how she chooses to describe it. And so that's fine for her. Um, But something that she talked about a lot was what you make or what you create is not the thing that is sacred, but it's the time that you spend actually doing it that is. And so basically to kind of summarize this as best as possible, she's saying that when you work on something, and this is different than a hobby that you just do, say you are a poet or you are a fashion stylist, when you are in that process of working and when you're spending that time putting in that work, it teaches you so much during that time. That is a sacred time. You learn a lot about yourself through the process. You grow. You find out what you do and you don't like during that process. You learn patience because good things take time. And so it teaches you a lot along the way. And that is the most valuable part, she's saying. And so that's why it's important not to put the sole focus on the outcome or the very final product because say you spend so much time making a book about uh, a poetry book right and so the final product obviously is the book if you put the sole focus on the book and whether or not people read it or buy it you take away the sacredness of the whole process that went into it because it is it is a learning experience it is a time for you to connect deeply with yourself when you're sitting down when you're writing when you're when you're determining what you want to go into this that is the most valuable part that is the part where you look back 20 years on what you did you can think back to those moments where you were sitting in your car you were sitting at the park or you were just walking by somewhere and you got inspired and that's what inspired a poem that is the part that's the most sacred and that's the most transformative part. That's the part that teaches you about yourself and that's the part that teaches you about life is when you're in the process. And so don't undermine the process when you're doing something just to skip over to the product. Um, yes, the product is is exciting and it's great that you completed something and you have something to show for it, but don't kill the other part the big part that created it in the first place. Allow that part to have the recognition it deserves as well. Allow that part to live and and reflect on that part too. Because you you sat with yourself, you sat with your thoughts, you had an idea, and you put all of the nitty gritty parts into it to make it happen. And so don't let that part go unnoticed. Don't just be like, here's my product, here it is someone acknowledge it, someone value it, value the part that went into it to create it in the first place. I think that's important too because, you know, when I sit out, sit down and I make a list of 
podcast ideas or when I'm sitting, you know, on Final Cut Pro editing the podcast or picking out the music or designing graphics for Instagram page, all those little things that I do, um, those parts are important and those parts allow me to tap into the creativity just as much or even more as the final product to what you're listening to right now. So don't, don't diminish those parts. The time that you spend doing it and the the work that goes into it, the time, is so, so valuable. So, so valuable. So those are just a few of the things that I took away from the book. Like I said, I encourage you to listen to it for yourself. I encourage you to highlight things as you're reading it. This is definitely a book that I don't know if you're a, a, a reader like me that sometimes likes, likes to annotate in my books or highlight things or underline. But if you are one of those people who likes to like mark up your books and really make it your own, then I encourage you to have a highlighter or a pen nearby when you're reading it because you're going to have so many aha moments while you're reading the book that you're definitely going to want to go back and remember later on when you are reflecting on it. So those are just some of the things that I took away. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you missed episode 22 again make sure you go back and listen to it because that is the first episode of the living a creative life series again share it with a friend share this podcast with a friend this episode if you enjoyed it and i hope that you all have a very creative a very relaxing and a very rewarding week and i hope that you all stay safe during this time i'll talk to you guys all in the next episode bye